Hey there, and welcome to the Lead Bold Podcast, a place where we engage in inspiring conversations with leaders in ministry and ministry partnerships. These discussions allow for us to learn more about different leaders and their experiences as we navigate questions about their call to ministry, the challenges they have faced, things they wish they knew or would share with others, and so, so much more about what it means to live into their calling. This community is truly a place to find those who get you, and we hope that what you hear encourages you and gives you takeaways for your own journey. Here's a little bit about our guest today. Our guest today is the incredible Kelsey Patterson. Kelsey Patterson is the director of the Ponderosa Lodge at Mount Hermon Christian Camp and Conference Center in Santa Cruz, California. She's been on staff and involved in youth and young adult ministry at Mount Hermon since 2008. She received her BA in graphic design from Point Loma Nazarene University and her MA in ministry and leadership from Western Seminary. One of her favorite aspects of youth ministry is how creative processes can be used to build opportunities for students to take just one step closer to Jesus as they hear the gospel message of God's incredible story of redemption woven throughout the Bible. Today's episode is with Kelsey Patterson, who leads out all of the youth programs at Ponderosa Camp with Mount Hermon. Uh, We talked to her about some of her insights and what she's learned about working with younger generations. And she's going to teach us something called Palmies Up. And I guarantee you it applies to all of us. Uh, But for those of you that work with teams and leaders who are part of Gen Z or Gen Alpha, we are extra glad that you're listening in. And truth be told, what she shares is valuable no matter what age you are or those you lead. Uh, So listen in to mine and Aaron's conversation with Kelsey. Hey, Lead Bold. We are back with another episode. I'm Andrea Coley, director of Lead Bold. I'm here with Aaron Hanley. Hey, Aaron. How are you today? I'm doing great today. We're at, no, no one can see this recording. They can only hear it. But we are hat twins today. We are both wearing yes. baseball caps, which is rare. And I love the way when you popped into the call, I got excited for, for twinning. Yeah. I mean, I like clockwork will wear a hat on the days I get my hair cut. So because I'm like, why, <laughs> why would I spend any time or product on my hair? Yes. 100%. When somebody who's a professional is going to do it. Is about to do it. That's, hey, I feel it. Now, see, you have a good reason. I wear hats because I didn't wash my hair just out of lethargy. So you, you're you yeah. already ahead of the game here. Well, here's <laughs> what I will say back to you is that the reason I don't wear hats more actually is because I don't look good in hats because I my hair is short. For those of you that know me, I don't have the glorious hair like Aaron does coming out of the bottom of the cap. I basically no, no, no. just look bald. So not that, listen, bald is beautiful. No shame on that, but not the look I'm going for now that I'm 50. So enough about that. Let's say hi to our guest (laughs) for our episode today, Kelsey Patterson. Let's hear it in the house. Hi guys. This is so fun. (laughs) So happy to have you. Kelsey, you and I worked at Mount Hermon together for my brief stint on staff there right before the pandemic. You, yep. however, have worked there a long time, but you and I were together, which really that's all that counts, yep. is when I was there <laughs> with you for like three and a half months. <laughs> yep, I remember we went out to lunch, we got to know each other, it was so fun, I loved it. Yeah, and then I was like, bye pandemic, never mind. Yeah. So. Yes, we're very, um, we're just, we couldn't be more thrilled to have you on the podcast for a few reasons. 
One is just because you're great and all of our guests are always great. That's our main criteria is you have to be great. So check. Um, but you also were one of our workshop speakers at our Bay Area Lead Bold Conference. Mm-hmm. You talked about how to interact and love and engage and lead with generations that are not our own generation. You talked about millennials yeah, and Gen it. Z and Gen Alpha. We have gotten so much good feedback from that. So thank you for bringing your experience to that. Um, And then you just have such a unique place of ministry because you Mm. are in camp ministry. So we'll, I'm sure, talk about (laughs) all that. But can you talk a little bit about just the rhythms that you have as somebody who works at um, a Christian conference center, like the rhythms I'm sure are super mm. intense and you've had to navigate those for a long time. So I just wanted yeah. to ask you before we jump into the questions, like how yeah. is all that? What does that look like for you in ministry? Yeah. You know, I think since having been on staff since 2008, if anything, I think I'm so used to the rhythms now that to think of anything different is is really interesting to think of like, oh, I'm just, I think I'm so used to it now that I realize that it is really different than other rhythms. Um, I was recently in the, the Western Bay Area cohort and a lot of the people in my grad school seminary classes were with church. And so I heard a lot about their rhythms and realizing, oh, camping ministry is its its own rhythms within that as well. I actually really love that every three or four months, the pace and the focus shifts. And so that actually, as someone who likes to really do a deep dive on what I'm studying or what I'm working on, it's really fun in a way that every three or four months you shift areas of focus. Um, and getting ready for a summer season, it takes about a full year. And so I get to do a deep dive into a theme or a specific passage or what we're going to be working on with our staff and with our campers, I get to spend a whole year, sometimes a little bit more, really studying what that is and seeing how God uses it to deeply impact my life as well. And so right now it takes about a whole year to get ready for a summer. So we are getting ready for summer staff hiring for next summer, getting ready for the theme and kind of launching that. And then getting ready to actually implement our fall frenzy theme, which is our weekend camps for junior high and high school students that are coming with their churches. And so so a little bit of everything in the fall and then getting into the spring and then into the summer, we kind of have a different area of focus. But right now it's fun because we get to do a little bit of everything right now. That's awesome. I told Kelsey before our podcast that I grew up going to family camp every summer. And so I'm super jealous that she gets to hang out at Not Herman all year long. Uh, But it's so funny. You don't think about that too much when you're a camper about what the rhythms and how much shifting and stretching and strategy goes into what that camp looks like. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's interesting that you said that about the, how those of us leading in the church world, our rhythms are different than those Mm -hmm. maybe in a nonprofit where they, maybe they're based in, you know, maybe they're serving a school or whatever. And then you have your unique one in at the bottom line though, while, while all of it looks differently at the end of the day, it's all people, right? So even for you putting on quote unquote programs, it is for the people that you're serving. So let's just kind of start there. Can you talk to us about who are the people that you serve, that you lead? Um, What's kind of the demographic that God has put in your care and what does that look like? 
Yeah, so my role is I'm the director of Ponderosa Lodge, which is our site for uh, overnight camps for junior high and for high school students. So still on the Santa Cruz Mount Hermon property, just up the hill from family camp. And so I grew up attending Mount Hermon as a family camper. So that's what I know from uh, my camper experience. But Ponderosa is for any of our church groups that we partner with or any of the students who sign up to come to camp just on their own or with a friend and getting to come to a week of camp during the summer. And so during the summer season, I work with um, any of our junior high and high school students who are there at camp along with anywhere between 50 to 60 summer staff who are there for the summer season. So most of the time college students or sometimes some post-college students. So I get to work really uh, throughout the course of the summer with the young adults who are then caring for and implementing the program that's designed for junior high and high schoolers. And then during the course of the year, I also um, am the intern program director for Mount Hermon's intern program. And so that's a year-long program that's intentionally designed for those who have recently graduated from college or looking for kind of the next step that they want to take in their professional career or kind of figuring out which ministry they want to be involved in. And so I get to help facilitate that program and really looking at who who has God made us to be and how to live out the specific gifts that he's given us while they're given a year of hands-on ministry experience while being interns and being part of the Mount Hermon staff. And so I get to really focus on the summer stuff during the summer and then during the rest of the year I get to um, play a part in getting to work with the interns and helping them for the course of the year uh, really look at what God is calling them to next. So Kelsey, you are surrounded by uh, young adults and students can you talk a little bit about what are some of the unique challenges that you have or just the unique approach that you have to do? And then obviously we hope our listeners who are working with that age group, they can glean from this. What are you learning or what are you becoming an expert in on how to really love them well and serve and lead them well? That's a great question. I think specifically coming out of the last couple of years, when we were able to open Ponderosa in 2022, I realized for the few weeks that we ran camp that summer for junior high and high schoolers, it was a different a different way of loving and serving our junior high campers specifically, realizing the effect, truly the effect that the last couple of years had had on them of missing some very formative developmental years in the late elementary school and not being able to have that necessarily in person depending on on what those years were like in their specific areas and homes and so i think that was something that i've talked about with a number of youth pastors as well as going into this past summer in 2023 we completely changed up our entire junior high program to recognize how can we best serve students and set them up for success with what they're currently going through and just because this is a junior high program that worked seven years ago doesn't mean that it's necessarily going to be working right mm -hmm. now and so to meet students and what they're currently grappling with and to help ease them back into learning about themselves and being in a relational space for a week with each other when they may not know each other before camp so that was specifically something where working with junior highs and middle school is a different ball game right now than yeah, it was a number of years ago well and, and i've heard that from you yeah, and it's true across the board. I love what you said about what worked however many years ago isn't working now. And I think there is something on us as leaders to be kind of finding what works, but reinventing ourselves, exactly. you know? Mm -hmm. So it yeah. sounds like that's kind of what you've been able to do a little bit. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think oftentimes in camping ministry, I don't know if it's the same for churches, but sometimes we can get a little too tied to uh, tradition or to oh, what's worked in the past. In churches, oh, never actually, anywhere else. Very unusual. Oh, we never gosh. rest on our laurels and use old stuff. Come on now. <laughs> and any of the time someone's like, oh, we've always done it that way. It's like, okay, I think that there's room to explore that, put that on the whiteboard of, okay, we've always done this this way. There might be some tradition or some experiences that we want to make sure people have, especially if they're waiting a whole year to come back to camp and to kind of relive what they're looking forward to. But I never want that to be the reason why we do any of the things. The only things that I'm like, what we have to do is to love people well and to point them to Jesus. And there's so many ways that we can do that. Let's think outside the box on how to best do that for today and for students today, rather than just resting on what we've done successfully in the past. Yeah, that's huge. I think that there, especially because let's be candid, like especially with young people, stuff is changing all the time, right? And they are changing all the time and what grabs them changes all the time. And not even just as a rhythm of what's going to be most attractive to them at this point, but also recognizing like what might be happening in their generation and how God is moving in the world around them is so meaningful. And I love that that's mm -hmm. been a part of the planning, you know, sections for you guys as you, as you approach working with students. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. So I want to talk a little bit about leading teams and what you've kind of learned along the way. All of us in ministry leadership, we're leading some kind of team and we have this I, I hesitate to use the word balance, but there's this, we, we hold both these things of leading them to a task and then also leading them on a spiritual level and shepherding them. And as you think about the, the internship program and then all the way down to the younger students, can you talk a little bit about just what you've learned about building teams and growing teams and all that stuff that I know our listeners would, would be encouraged to hear? Yeah, there's a, a lot that I feel like I've learned over the years. Sometimes I've, I feel like most people will say this, sometimes learning from our mistakes and from our weaknesses, those are oftentimes the best opportunities to learn how to do things differently. One of the things that I will share often with our leadership staff for the summer, for summer staff, is that a community will become like its leadership. And so to look at what are the ways that as a leadership team is, is forming trust and modeling what we want to see then our the rest of our staff and then for the campers experiences as well. I think one of the things that Mike Romberger, he and his wife Jane, they recently moved to Colorado, but he was the president at Mount Hermon for a number of years. He would often also say, as goes the leader, so goes the follower. And I felt like that was also something that was just kind of pressed upon me of recognizing the, the significant responsibility that we do have in leadership while also recognizing that the, these are God's people, this is God's team, and how to want to be a good steward of shepherding these relationships and these people really well, whether they're here for one summer or for a full year or for multiple summers for our summer staff who return. And so a couple of the things that I've learned over the years in, in forming a team is there was a, a book that I read, um, two that I would recommend. One is called Extreme Ownership, and it's by uh, two gentlemen, Jocko Willink and Leo um, Leif Babin. And I think in recognizing what does it look like to, as a leader, to take the responsibility and to, to take ownership of everything that's in within your sphere, rather mm -hmm. than being a place where, well, that's not my job, that's somebody else's job or casting blame when something doesn't necessarily go wrong, go well. And so um, I think that book has formed a lot of really 
great culture for um, for summer staff, especially as I have a short window of time to form them as a team as we launch into a 10 weeks of, of summer together. And then the other is a book called Strengths-Based Leadership by Tom Rath. And looking at a, a poll that they did where anyone who's looking as a follower, looking for what traits that they're looking for as a leader, um, the four characteristics that they say they're looking for is not necessarily what they anticipated, someone who's charismatic or someone who is a really good communicator or someone who's really driven, but instead it was someone who promotes a space of trust, someone who's trustworthy, someone who promotes stability and just being able to be a stable presence, even when you're not sure of what's going on, to be able to be a calming, stable presence for your team, someone who promotes compassion and just really caring for your team members and not just what they're providing for you, like you said, task-wise, but also the whole as a person. And then the last was hope and being to be yeah. someone who's giving a message of hope to your team so that you're helping them lead through the great days and the difficult ones mm. and recognizing that we need hope in our uh, in our leaders and to be able to be messengers of hope to the teams that we're fostering so that they know that we're for them, um, that we care about them, and that we're helping to lead them sometimes in the unknowns as well. Yeah, that says so much about what people are really experiencing from us yeah. as leaders. So often we're just trying to get it right. You know, we're just trying to be good at what we do. But what I hear you saying is that it's 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 so much about the the culture that we're creating and the the like you said the sense of like security and love and compassion yeah. and that's much harder <laughs> that's much yes. much harder now you're how do you so you're somebody that has truly has tasks to get done there are sets that need to be designed and scripts and curriculum and uh, you know blah 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 whatever um how do you keep coming back to that? Are you able to like to kind of set aside or I don't know, lessen the importance of the task in order to create that kind of culture you're talking about? Yeah, I think it's a, a little bit of both. I think in we utilize our staff training those two weeks with our staff before campers arrive to really explain a lot of the whys of why we do some of the things that we do and the reasoning behind it. We go through all of our values and mission values and and then also to give the expectations. Uh, I try, I think that clarity is kindness and so I try to be as explicit with our expectations of what is okay, what is not okay. We have that in writing, we go through that in training so that they know how we're going to help set them up for success. So like, this is what we expect and here's a whole team of people who's going to help you rise to the occasion to do this well. And then to really follow that up with hard conversations as the summer goes on of really mm -hmm. to course correct as needed. I think that was a strength that I saw in our most recent summer staff leadership. They would see something that could potentially become an issue and they would address it right away. And I felt like that really led, I saw the benefit of the health of our summer staff where there weren't things that were left to fester or things that were pushed to another day, but our leadership like took that on of we want to help protect um, the experiences that campers are having and to protect the culture that we're trying to create and to have the hard conversations when necessary. I think all of that is then also layered with for the staff to know that I genuinely care about them, I care about their growth, I care about their experience. And so before jumping into the things that need to be course corrected, to take that time 
to to hear their side of it, to give them the benefit of the doubt, to go into it asking questions rather than just jumping into what I saw, but asking, hey, this is, yes, this is what I saw. I'll get to that in a minute, but I first want to know how have you been stepping into today? What are some of the experiences that you've been having that maybe affected what I saw later on that we can kind of get into the nitty gritty about later? But I think the willingness to do the hard things and to to have the hard conversations as as needed when those things come up, but we can't get to that if we haven't necessarily done a good job from the forefront of really explaining all the whys, casting a really good vision, making sure everyone is on board. And that even before summer staff training, that even backs up into our hiring process. Our hiring mm-hmm. process is a, a very lengthy process for, uh, for our applicants to go through because we're doing a lot of that work initially thinking, mm-hmm. okay, when the team is assembled, there's a good staff of people who know what, what the summer is going to be. And then we can add to that in our staff training to make sure that they know what's going to be expected and that there's a team around them to support them in the moments when they need to do some course correcting too. Yeah, that um, that clarity is kindness is huge. I think that yeah. in ministry, it's really hard. I think there's a very big difference between being nice and being kind. Um, oh, yeah. And, I, and sometimes it's hard to find the through line, right? And recognizing that part of that kindness and, and loving people well, even as a leader is is unfortunately like having to to course correct and i think the part that's beautiful is adding in that element of like approaching from a place of curiosity right to recognize that like we had someone else on the podcast tell us like we as leaders we need to spend more time being like listeners and learners instead of like teachers and tellers and i think that that is a a natural impulse right like to go Mm -hmm. in and be like all right here's what i saw versus like hey walk me through where you're at how did you perceive what happened and I just think that's a really, really insightful point that uh, I'm definitely taking away from our convo today, and I'm sure many of our <laughs> listeners will too. Yeah, we mainly have these conversations just so Aaron and I can learn. That's right. And because this is really for us. It's, it's <laughs> Nobody else listens. No, just kidding, <laughs> listeners. We love you. Um, real quick, I know we don't have a ton of time left, but um, I'm I'm fascinated by the fact that you have to build these teams with all of the infrastructure and all the things you're talking about—the trust and the honesty and the ownership. And then you have them for this little window, you know, if they're summer staff, and then you release them out into the world and maybe they come back, maybe they don't. I think sometimes the tension for leaders is you build into somebody and then like they go, they go to a different church or they move out of the area or they whatever, whatever. Um, Can you really quickly just talk about like, what advice would you give to somebody who gets discouraged when they're pouring into a volunteer or even a staff person or whatever. And then it's like, great, all my work I just did. Now, Hmm. now they're going to leave me and go do it somewhere else. What would you say to them? Yeah, I think that's something that I've, uh, there is such a revolving door, especially in camping ministry of people come in for a summer season and then leave. And that was something early on the first couple of years that, that I realized, oh, this is going to be a part of the rhythm. I have to learn how to do this well, because this is just going to be a part of of the rhythms of being in camping ministry. I think I've tried to approach it of recognizing, um, it's a phrase that we've used the last couple of years, but it's called palmies up. And it's basically having, <laughs> I'll give a minute. Palmies up. Yeah. I have a, I have a bracelet that says palmies up that I oh oftentimes really will wear. Everybody who's listening right now, just if, unless you're driving, what you could do with one hand, just put, put your hands out. Like you're waiting to catch something. Palmies up. You get it. Just take that, <laughs> take that posture for a second while Kelsey finishes yeah. what she's saying. Palmies up. And, and it was, it's something where 
having open hands, ready to receive whatever God has for you, but also recognizing that you're not then grasping it, you're not holding on to it, tightening your fist around it, but you're keeping open hands so that at whatever point those things are then freely offered back to the Lord or freely given away. And I try to think of that for our summer staff where I try to be really intentional with my words with them, where I tell them, if you're here for one summer, I'm excited to learn from you and I'm excited that I get to be part of your life for this for this brief amount of time of three months together. And whether that moves into you know, multiple summers or whether this is the only summer that you ever spend, I get to spend three months with you. And I'm grateful for that, that we get to cross paths in our life for this brief window and to make the most of it and to, to recognize whether I will know them for, for many years, but, or if it's just for three months or even shorter to recognize that that's something that is a gift and that I get to have that time with them and to let them know as well that if you move on to other things, if you go work at another camp or at a church or have a mission trip opportunity for next summer, I want to cheer you on in whatever God is calling you to. And so any way that I can continue to serve you well by being a reference or writing a recommendation letter, know that my relationship with you and my friendship with you isn't contingent only for the times when you're at Mount Hermon, but I want to be someone who's going to be cheering you on in life. The summer staff relationships that I've had with the this past summer was my 16th summer working on staff at Mount Hermon. And so over the years of the people that I've gotten to know and the friendships that I've been able to develop and to let the summer staff know like how deeply I love them. They are one of the best parts of my job is getting to work with our summer staff teams mm-hmm. and to continue to pour into them relationally and to cheer them on in whatever God calls them to. My first year as the director for Ponderosa, in the course of that year, I got to officiate the wedding for two of the summer staff I'd worked with for a number of summers. And I also uh, needed to bury one of our summer staffers from the previous summer. And so within the first mm. year, that just really put into context, I, I married and I buried mm. um, some of the summer stuff that I had worked with and just realizing how deeply these people over the course of the years, it's one of my favorite parts of my job is getting to pour into and also learn from and to invest in life with these college students who get to be here for a summer or a couple summers and to make the most of the time that I have with them, whatever time I do have with them. Well, Kelsey, thank you for the investment that you're that you've made and that you're making over all those years. I say that um, having personally been affected by our friendship, but because my daughter has been on summer staff at Mount Hermon, and what you're saying is true. So thank you for being someone who invests wholeheartedly and is so generous with your palmies up. Um, I appreciate you. Hey, if your church is looking for a place to have an amazing um, student experience, or you've got some young adults or college or post-college students who um, would be well served by being under Kelsey's leadership, find her at Mount Hermon Christian Camp um, in the Santa Cruz Mountains. Kelsey, thank you for being with us. Thank you for being part of our community and for helping us learn a little bit about what you've been learning along the way. We appreciate you. Yes, absolutely. Thank you so much. I love any time I get to be in conversations or be involved in anything with Lead Bold. So thank you so much. Amazing. Nice to meet you. Thanks, Kelsey. Yep, absolutely. All right, everybody. Until next time, keep leading. 
Well, hey there, we hope you loved this conversation with Kelsey Patterson from Mount Hermon Christian Camps. If you'd like to learn more about Mount Hermon or potentially if your church is interested in a great spot, not only to encourage family camp, but also for young kiddos over the summer, it's such a wonderful program. You can find out more at mountherman.org. That's um, H-E-R-M-O-N, mountherman.org. We encourage you to check that out. They're an incredible organization, as is Miss Kelsey. If you'd like to learn more about us and all the great things we have coming up this year, you can find us at leadingbold.org. And we will see you next time.